Well, good evening, everybody. Good to be here with you tonight. Pastor, thank you so much. Thank you for your, your trust and, and welcome to me. I, I appreciate that. Ever, ever since I came to the church, uh, and it's been eight months now uh, since I've been here, I, I felt that I was, again, making spiritual progress. And, uh, and, and that was a good feeling. I, I've, spiritual progress mean, meaning that um, there are moments where you're in unfamiliar territory and unfamiliar moments. But, and I wonder, what does that mean? But the Lord uh, showed me that's because you're making progress again. Before I came here, I, I felt stagnant. Um, and I didn't know exactly what to do about it. But I thank you. I came and I, I knew I, f- I found a home and so, thank you. Um, I want to uh, begin with a word of prayer, and then we'll get into the word. And so, Lord, I thank you. Thank you for this moment. Thank you for your people who are here. I thank you for what you have for us tonight. Minister to us in a powerful way. May the entrance of your words bring light, bring what we need. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right, well, go ahead and find your place at, in 2 Corinthians 5. Uh, I want to talk to you about a subject that has um, rung in my heart and my, in my spirit for a long time. And I, even if I go and focus on other things, I'm never far away from this subject. And the subject matter is righteousness. Righteousness. How many of you know that you're righteous in Christ? It is at the core of the gospel that we preach. And um, there's a lot that's happening here. With the spiritual progress that I made mention of, there's, there are things on the horizon at this church. We're, we're heading in, in a wonderful territory. And we are going to be conduits of, of restoration and the renewal, the refreshing that the Lord wants to do in, the, in this area, central Virginia. But the Lord reminded me of, of what I'm going to talk to you about because there are moments when I don't feel like I'm worthy to be a conduit of it. I feel something, that, that hindrance that, that I had before I came here, it sometimes crops up. You ever have moments where you are, say, in a, in a public place, it can be an aisle on a grocery store, and you see somebody, um, and you just go to the other aisle? <laughs> you need something down that aisle, but because there's somebody there, you just you 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 go say maybe there's something else I need over here. And and I and um, I've had moments where you know after a, a long day I could have had a wonderful high time with the Lord that morning in my devotional time, but by the time that you get to uh, let's say after work or you just you just go out you find that you we leak. And, and, um, if, and, and when you realize what you're called to be, 
and you find yourself in moments like that, it's easy to feel condemnation. Condemnation is the opposite of righteousness. And, and so in those moments, what the Lord tells me, speaks to me, especially if I, if I yield to those feelings that come to me, whether it's, some, whether it's just avoiding a person or someone you see that you know, and you're hoping that they didn't see you. <laughs> In those moments, uh, I, I'll, go, I'll, I'll go out the, uh, the self-checkout and come and uh, just get to my car and, and get my things and go, and I'll, I'll feel bad about that because I say, no, I'm... Lord, that's not what you've called me to be. I'm, I'm light in this world. I'll think of all the things that, that the scripture says I am, who I am in Christ. And I say, well, I fell far short of that today. And condemnation will set in. But the Lord will tell me, go back. Go back and get your breastplate. And remind, remind me of who I am. And I'll confess this a lot that I am the righteousness of God in Christ. And that helps. It, it, it helps. But there are moments when, when it becomes just words. And at that point, the Lord will tell me, go back to that scripture and look at what it's based on. Verse 21 is going to be the key that I want to focus on. He says, for he hath made him to be sin for us. We know him is Christ, and the one who made him sin is God. God made him, Jesus, to be sin for us, who knew no sin. That doesn't sound fair. But we say the same thing when we think about the world that we live in. It's not fair that we are an Adam for some, and that we are... Um, we're called sinners and we're condemned and we're spiritually dead because of one man's, what one man did. But this one man took on him sin. He knew no sin. The Lord says to me, remind, uh, remember the price that was paid for this righteousness. You didn't pay for it. It's a precious, precious gift. And then you can quote the second part of that, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And at that point, it begins to have more strength, more presence. We are righteous because of what Jesus did. Thank God for his complete salvation. And so what is this gift of righteousness? We, we've heard about it a lot. Uh, righteousness is defined as right standing or to be in right standing. Right, righteousness is something that, that humans practice every day. Uh, righteousness is something that you don't hear. You don't hear a word, that word come up in, say, a, a coffee shop conversation. But it's something that everybody on the planet is looking for every day. If, you, if we could boil it down to the brass, it's this sense of okayness. And, and we go to different lengths to get that sense of okayness. We seek it in people. We seek it in our job. We seek it in possessions. Righteousness. Um, it, righteousness is something you need on your job. 
with, between human beings. Uh, you need righteousness uh, to uh, certainly for a promotion. I need a sense of righteousness to be up here where I'm at today, tonight. I have to be in right standing with the pastor in order to have the trust that he's given me. We need righteousness. We use it every day. And righteousness, human, humanly speaking, righteousness depends on performance. It's a special relationship when you have someone who will give you that by grace, meaning you didn't earn it, you didn't deserve it. Uh, the closest relationship, the human relationship, humanly speaking, would be my mother. I have, um, I have received, uh, I have, well, I'll say it like this. I've said all kind of things to my mother, and she still, she still treats me treats me as her son treats me with love. And, and so a mother's relationship, I would say, comes closest to the God kind of, of, of grace, of love, the way he gives us righteousness. But the sense of okayness, righteousness is right standing. And, and I've heard it also described this way. It's, uh, it's a sense it's the ability to stand in the presence of God without a sense of inferiority, without any sense of, of shame. And boy, do I need that. I've heard Brother Copeland expand on that. It's the ability to stand in the presence of God and demons and the devil without any sense of inferiority or shame or condemnation. And that works because if you can stand before the presence of the almighty God of the universe, the creator, and you, you have a decent idea of what he is like, then you know that Satan is no, Satan is no match for that. And if I would remember that, I would have a lot less moments like that. In fact, it, it's, it's in those moments when I... When I remember that and when I allow myself to be built up like that, I walk into grocery stores and I've got my chest out. It's like I have my breastplate on. And I'm not running from people. I'm looking for people. I've got a smile ready for them. I'm, and, and grace is ready to come out of me. Whatever the Lord wants to say uh, to me and through me. Someone says, how are you doing? I say, I'm well. How are you? And, 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 it, and it's, there's, it's fluid, it's, it's free, I feel free. And so I thank God for the gift of righteousness. Righteousness is, um, it's a word, and it's one of the words that we, that we uh, say about ourselves when you make confessions of who you are in Christ. And, and one day I, won, I got to wondering, what does this look like? Because I'm really, I'm moved by what I see. If I can picture something, uh, then uh, I'm, I can be moved and, and it does something for me. And, and the Lord confirmed for me that righteousness does look like something in the spirit realm. You think about it, um, most of the things that are said of us, there is no evidence in the natural for any of those things. I mean, a son of God. Scripture says we are sons of God. What does a son of God look like? You might say Jesus. 
But Jesus, when he walked the earth, you wouldn't have said that about him. Uh, people, Peter said, by revelation, you are the son of God. The high priest looked at Jesus at, his, at the trial and said, I, I charge you under oath, tell us whether you be the son of God or not. Jesus didn't look like the son of God, and yet he was. You and I, we don't look like sons of God, and yet we are. Now, Jesus, as he is today, he looks like the son of God. And that's what you and I look like underneath. The, uh, this scripture came to, uh, to mind this afternoon as I, was, as I was praying, and it's in Romans chapter 8, a celebrated chapter. Many good things. The Lord, um, I got happy because I, I, remember, I was um, remembering the scripture the Lord said, in, in his presence is fullness of joy. At his right hand are pleasures forevermore. And out of that presence, when I, when I felt the joy of the Lord, these words came. If God be for us, who can be against us? And I, and I, so I said, well, where, does that, where is that? That's in Romans 8. And so I went to that Romans 8, 31. 31. He says, what shall we say then to these things? Well, these things you've got to back up and say, what, what are these things that he's referring to? So you go back to verse 29. He says, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And that is the plan of salvation. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. How many of you are in that group called them? <laughs> Praise God. We are, we are them. All of these things, and you notice that these are stated in past tense, did predestinate, also called. By the way, I'm reading KJV, you probably figured that out, um, um, did predestinate, also called, also justified, past tense, I-E-D, and glorified. So I can say you are, we are glorified people already. And if, I, and if I go back just for a moment to something in light of that, verse 18 in the same chapter, he says, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. The glory which shall be revealed, it doesn't mean that it's not there. It means it's just waiting to be revealed. It's like a curtain, like this curtain here. The show... It like say that there's a there's a play there's actors there's stage props behind this curtain. All of that is waiting is for it to be drawn back. That's the body. That's what Paul is saying. We're waiting, and the manifestation of the sons of God is what all creation waits for. As you walk, as we walk, this this is what's right beneath the surface. And so, what does this look like? It looks like glory. What does it look like? It looks like light. 
Um, Paul says to the, uh, to the church in Ephesus, and I want to go there for a moment, chapter 5 in Ephesians, if you would. Chapter 5 in Ephesians, he says in the, in the 8th verse, For you were sometimes darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Light is what this righteousness, light is what this identity that we have in Christ looks like. And he says, you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. But before he says what to do, he, 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 he bases it on who we are. You are light. In Philippians, he says, you shine as lights in this world. And people can't see it, but I tell you who, who does see it, the powers of darkness. They know who we are. Uh, that reminds me of a story of a, that uh, I heard a missionary tell. We all ha- um, how many of you like missionary stories? Uh, one of my favorites is, is this one, because this is about a missionary who's off duty. And the missionary uh, had spent can't come into a hotel lobby and there was this this witch who was at a table doing fortune telling and as soon as the as soon as he walked in with his wife or whoever else was with him she screamed out and said who are you who are you and she was covering her eyes and said you're shining all over and and the mission, and the, she screamed loud enough to silence the whole lobby. And the uh, missionary, uh, he's he says, the interesting thing about this is that I wasn't prayed up. I wasn't. I had spent a week of having mud baths and massages, and and just relaxing, lazing on a couch. Uh, he had spent a, a, a number of weeks in Africa and, and had come back to, to relax and, and then just walked into this, this place. Uh, and the witch uh, is, is screaming and, and covering her eyes. And she said, after, after she said that, she, had, she gave a little snarl and said, I know who you are. You're one of those born again people. You all shine. And the missionaries said, how interesting, if only those born-again people knew they shined. The powers of darkness know who we are. Would to God we know who we were. And this is, this is who we are. When, when I think about this, strength can come into me. Uh, I, I don't have to go... And experience that. I thank God for that. But the word tells me who I am. It's real. And here's how it gets seen. In verse 8 he says. After he says you are light in the Lord. He says walk as children of light. For the fruit of the spirit. Or in other translations it says. The fruit of the light is in all goodness. And righteousness. And truth. Proving what is acceptable. Unto the Lord. What, what comes from the light? Goodness. Uh, 
What comes from the light? Righteousness. Righteous acts. If you're righteous, act righteous. Walk righteous. And truth. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. You, it's, it, you feel righteousness gives you that sense of boldness, like the scripture says, the righteous are as bold as a lion. You're not, but if you don't have that boldness that comes from righteousness, you're not going to uh, dare to say anything about darkness. You'll, you'll hear about it and you'll, you'll feel sorry. You'll feel bad about it. You'll, and you'll say, I, I wish there was something I could do. But when you have this sense, you'll say, well, bless God, there is something I can do about it. And that's how God wants us to walk through the earth. We are conduits of this revival that he is bringing. God wants to work through us. God wants to speak through us, speak his words, speak his declarations, use us. Hallelujah. Verse 13, he says, all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. But he says uh, before that, verse 12, it's a shame to even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. We don't have to, to this, is, this is not for us to put forth every evil thing that's done in this world. Uh, some things I'm better off not knowing. Because you have to deal with it when you know about the evil that's going on. But this is this is some this is um, not to glorify the enemy, but to show his evil, reprove it and put him in a, in a bad light because the enemy loves to to shock people. He loves he loves to um, to put uh, he loves to be glorified and magnified. He loves fear. And that's not the way we, we're doing this. We are reproving. People uh, in darkness want to be undercover. We are the light. We shine and we, and, and we um, unearth and uncover what's there. Praise the Lord. The, uh, the last thing that I, I want to say is, is um, that if we walk in this, we will be... We will be the conduit. We will be the channel that God wants us to be. And revival will be. Revival will come. The Holy Spirit is, com is compatible with the new creation. Um, I'm, I'm praying to keep my spiritual eyes open. I'm praying this prayer not just for me personally, but for the church corporately. Because... That's how the power, that's how the, we walk in it. That's how we'll walk in this. Praise the Lord. Um, is there anything else that we need to say? I think, I think, that's, I think that's it. Praise the Lord. I, I want to pray. I want to pray for, uh, for us tonight in light of what we've said. Praise you, Lord. And Father, in the name of Jesus, I, I thank you. Lord, this is the word that 
you placed on my heart to give. We celebrate what you have done. We celebrate the gospel. We celebrate Jesus. We make much of him, the price that he paid. I ask you, Lord, show us your glory. Shine through us, Lord. You said, arise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. We yield ourselves to you for what you want to do. Thank you for making us new creatures. Thank you, Lord, that we can be containers. We can be, we can be temples of the Holy Spirit. He doesn't come and go off of us, Lord. He stays. I thank you for your presence in this place. I thank you for your people. In the name of Jesus, amen.